Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 88 of the Walk with Ethan Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Black. Today, we're talking about these shows from Friday, November 17th for today, Sunday, November 19th. And we're just going to get right into it. We're going to start off with the Friday, November 17th shows with GCW going and going. So we kick it off with Jordan Oliver getting the right win over Al Price in 12 minutes and 58 seconds. Mikey Ito defeating Nicole Matthews in 9 minutes and 16 seconds. Jimmy Lloyd for Story Rex ends in a no contest in minute 10. So originally the GCO titles were on the line. It, it was supposed to be fine for during the defense against Bollywood Boys, but that got turned into a field forward match. With champions funds for Dominic Gennari and Kevin Koo, retains with Jimmy Lloyd and Sawyer Rex, the second gear crew, one call Mayors and Mance Warner, and the Butters Groove and Har of Shira at 8 minutes and 36 seconds. Los Desperados, Arrays, Grunky Loco, and Legato defeat Mayors, Lil and Ray Horse in 19 minutes 7 seconds. Satan Jackson defeat Matt Cordona 13 minutes and 38 seconds. And a six-person table with Thrusty, Ellie Catch, Dark Sheet, Effie defeating Sorian, that it's Evan Rivers, Juice, Akaris, and Travis Williams at 17 minutes and 31 seconds. For the GCW World Tell, Blake Christian retains over Scaff at 15 minutes and 21 seconds. In the main event, Don Thomas, Joy Janelle, the Extreme Champion defeat Mike Bailey at 33 minutes and 48 seconds. On this show, I recommend checking out the Jordan Oliver Alec Price match, the uh, six-man tag match. Lost Desperados versus Amir's Larry K. Racer and the main event, even though the main event honestly should have been cut like 10 minutes to be honest with you, but that is GCW. And then we'll go to Stardom's New Blood West 1. So we'll kick it off with Momo on Tanabe, defeating new superstar Yusuke, Fiat Best Style Kick in 10 minutes and 8 seconds. Then we had a Champion for Champ match, New Blood Tag Champ Sai Edom, defeating our Sergeant May Sakura. Fa- Via EDY at 8 minutes and 39 seconds. The 2023 five star Grand Prix where Suzu Suzuki defeat Eden Miss Mori via Tequila Shot at 7 minutes and 40 seconds. Emmy Sawar defeating Sons via Blue Thunderball at 7 minutes and 56 seconds. And our other team first chain match, we had New Blood Tag Jim Heaton for high speed chain Mace who are into the 15 minute time limit draw. And our first of three uh, matches of the West versus East series. So representing West, it was Mama. Hanasono defeat represent East Lady C via choke slam at 9 minutes and 46 seconds. Then our second match of the West versus East series. Mayu Amasaki represent West defeat Chi Chi represent East at 5 minutes and 43 seconds via Tenzai. And the main event, the third and final match of the West versus East series for the future All Star title. Champion Arena represent East defeating Hanago via West, representing the West at 12 minutes and 12 seconds via the Hydrana. So basically, the West wins the best. Best of three series, but that is stardom. Then we're going to over to Whole Wrestling Noah's Sunny Voyage Night number 32. So we kick it off with six minute times. We had Ninja Mac, Alejandro, and Teriyaki defeating Junior Wing Tag Team Alpha Wolf, Extreme Tyrant Hydra, or via Empty Bullet at 10 minutes and 40 seconds. Eight man times with Stanley Rogers, Go Shosaki, Kai Fujimura, and Daiji Osawa. Defeating Takashi Sagura, Muhammad Yo, Super Crazy and Yo, Awada, by some interview Boston Crap at 13 minutes and 15 seconds. In a tag team match, El Hedro did Wagner Jr. and Naomi Mirafuji defeating Real Suji, Tanaguchi, and Saxon Huxley via Wagner Driver at 11 minutes and 31 seconds. One half of the GC Tatchins, Anthony Green gets the winner of Masakimia at 8 minutes and 41 seconds via Crucifix Pim. In tag team match, we had Stinger, Junior Wade Champion Daga, and Nushiori Ogawa. Getting the win over Suji Kondo and Judy Milwaukee at 13 minutes and 32 seconds via the level wings. And a 10-man tag team at with 
good looking guys. GC Tag Champ and National Champ Jack Morris. Team with Jake Lee, LG Clear, Yohei and Toesuke. Defeating Kitakimi at right. Oiwe, Doug Yimba, and Tsuchi Khan, Kojige, and High 69 at 15 minutes and 46 seconds via Tiger Driver. Anime and Tag Match and Junior Rate Tag Champ Dragon Bay. Team with the GZ Heavyweight Champion, Kano, Defeating Hayata, and Minoba Soya at 14 minutes and 46 seconds via Kano Special on Soya. So it's Pro Wrestling Noah. Then we go over to New Japan Pro Wrestling's Road. New Japan Road Night number eight. So this is the first of two of the on this episode, but uh, the Friday show was actually aired live on New Japan World War. Today's wasn't. So we go with six main titles. We had Tenkoji, Hiroshi Tenzan, and Satoshi Kijima to Togen Magabe getting the win over Yumbas, Yuta Nakashima, and Oscar Lube. Team of Ultim Bole, Bolted Oleg, sorry, Fiolari at six minutes and 20 seconds on Nakashima. And to mention Master Wado and Toriyano defeating Taiji Jimori in Ghetto a Bull Club at 7 minutes and 9 seconds by disqualification. And 6 minutes had to we had Chaos's IWGP Tag Champ Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto teaming up with Vio defeat United Empire's Grey Okan, Kalanum, and Hinari at 10 minutes and 28 seconds with Shoto on Nuum. And 8 minutes had to we had Tiger Mask 4, Minoru Suzuki, Yuji Nagata, and Shota Umino. Defeat Los Ikenobas Day opponents, Never Opoi Jim, Shingo Takagi, Junobi Jim, Hiro Takahashi, Yoju Suji, and Bushi at 9 minutes and 5 seconds feet. Blaze Blade on Bushi. 8 man tag, we have House of Tortures, Yoju Takahashi, Yoshibora, Kamaro, Dick Togo, and Evil. Defeat Just Five Guys, IWG War Jim, Sunna, Taka Michinoku, Yuyomor, and Doki at 9 minutes and 31 seconds via roll up on Michinoku. Semi man for the Never Opoi Six Man Tag Team Tall Champions Chaos is Kasushikoka and Tomohiro Ishii. Although Hiroshi Tanahashi did defeat Tomogahama, Rosuke Taguchi, and Renderita inside Kraya at 25 minutes and 37 seconds. And the main event for the KOBW 2023 title in a loser can't wrestle on Yamagata match. And they had a bunch of basically Taiji and Joe couldn't use certain moves. And Yoshi recovered what's the special guest reference for this match. And Taiji wins the title away from Show at 20 minutes and 47 seconds via last ride. So Show cannot wrestle in Yamagata anymore. But Taiji will enter World Tag League as KOPW 2023 champion. But that's New Japan Pro Wrestling. Then we go over to West Coast Pro Wrestling's Whiplash. Second to last show of the year for them. So we kick it off with... Jai Jewel to Kevin Bloodquette at 10 minutes and 8 seconds via Twisted Neckbreaker. Our first of two normal contenders matches on the show. This from the women's division. Sandra Moon defeat Adri Rachel Ellering at 9 minutes and 23 seconds for a row. So Sandra Moon will challenge the women's champion Tacoma Araya for the women's title. Then in tag team match, we have Beef Tank, Beef and Calvin Tankman defeating Prisoners of Society, Steve Macklin and Weston Blake at 8 minutes and 54 seconds for a frog splash on Blake. Then in the six minute tag team match, we have Lost Cecisos, Danny Rose and Ricky Gito of Adrian Quest defeating the South Pacific Savages. Journey Fall 2, Jacob Fall 2, and Juicy Fanu. 14 minutes and 20 seconds via low blow. Then our other number one contenders match on the show. This time for the West Coast Pro Heavyweight title. Alpha Cell defeating Brian Keith at 14 minutes and 17 seconds via Cy Winder. We had Alexander Hammerstone getting the win over Dale Dillinger at 13 minutes and 2 seconds via Nightmare Pandem. Then Johnny Robbie gets the win over Muscle Sandwich at 12 minutes and 22 seconds via Running Knee. Semi man for the West Coast Pro's heavyweight title. Starboy Charlie retains over Chris Bay at 12 minutes and 32 seconds via Scott's. Gotch style power driver. In the main event, Chris Hero making his in-ring return the first time in three years. Getting the win 
over Timothy Thatcher at 24 minutes and 14 seconds by submission via Fujiwa Armbar. Honestly, on this show, I would just say, in my opinion, I would just watch basically Johnny Rawford's muscle and basically the last three matches. So, Robbie for Slimovich, the West Coast Pro Heavyweight title, and Hero versus Thatcher. Obviously, Thatcher and, and Hero was my match of the night with the Heavyweight title match being uh, number two. But there's West Coast Brick. West Coast Pro, sorry. I was the West Coast Wrecking Crew. Then we go to over to NXT level up. So we kick it off with Team Packs again went over Danny Palmer five minutes and 29 seconds. And the main event Raleigh Osborne to beat Tavon Heights at five minutes and 47 seconds. So that was. Uh, level up. Then stay with WWE. We'll go over to Friday Night SmackDown. We can go with a recap of the event of the six-woman tag match from last week. The Damage Control makes their way down the ring and Bailey welcomes fans to SmackDown. Says Damage Control doesn't want to share a huge one with a bunch of dum-dums. She said her plan to bring Asuka in the Damage Control cap one of the top moments in WWE history. Then calls her idea brilliant and says the new improved Damage Control is the strongest faction of WWE. She says they're playing chess while everyone's playing Candyland. This is Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, and Shotzi were not ready for Asuka. As Asuka, Eosky, and Karsing talk to each other in Japanese and Bailey asks what they're talking about. So the code translates for them, translates, sorry, for Bailey saying that there's someone in the ring that's not part of damage control. And while Bailey thinks she's talking about her, the code clarifies that she's talking about Asuka as she is an official member of damage control. So Bailey gets basically takes a shirt out from her side, gets on one knee, basically offers. Oscar's bond damage control. Before the code suggests that as a EO suggests herself, Bailey, Oscar, and Kari challenge Bianca, Sharflair, Shotzi, and a mystery partner to a women's war games match, which I'll get to later in the show. Of their choosing. Then we hear the music speaking of Shotzi, we hear her music. Her tank rolls out to the rings up, but nowhere to be found. But she takes advantage as she comes off the top over the cross body. But damage control has the numbers advantage. So before Charlotte and Bianca uh make the save. But basically, damage control kicks their ass and sends them out of the ring to close that statement. Then after the break, we go back to, show, to Bianca, Charlotte, and Shotzi. And Bianca asked Shotzi why she went after damage control alone. And Shotzi played shows a hard time controlling her impulses. Bianca said they need a fourth partner. And Charlotte said no, someone who can help. Charlotte said she thought about this before Nick always walks and forth that they need to name their partner at the end of the night. Then we go to our opening match. A undisputed tag team told number one contenders triple threat match Rich Holland and Butch up Rowling Birds versus the Street Profits Andrew Dawkins and Montez Ford versus Prairie Daly's Kit Wilson and Elton Prince. Butch goes after Prince and Dawkins as he fires chops up both men, but Dawkins flies up before flattening Prince. Excuse me, Montez Ford takes it towards a drop kick to Butch, then plants Prince face first with the help of Dawkins. Ford hits a splash to Prince and fires stops on Butch in the court for Dawkins, takes back and falls in the fires right. Right and left hands on Prince. Ford becomes legal and looks to play Prince, but Prince escapes and takes in Kit Wilson. Pretty Day looks at double team on Ford and Butch, but Rich Holland takes it and sends Wilson crashing in the corner, followed by a running splash into DT and clotheslines Wilson out of the ring. Brawling Brute sets for 10 beats of the Bulger on Pretty Daily, but Street Profits stop it before they get hit him. So Brawling Brute hits them instead with the 10 beats of Bulger, but Pretty Daily takes him down after the 10th one as we go to commercial break. After the break, Ford and Prince look to hit a double suplex on Holland, but Holland reverses and plants both men. Butch and Dawkins takes in. Butch takes out both men. Hits a moonsault to Wilson off the apron on the floor, then takes Prince out with a 200 DT off the ring steps before hitting Street Profits in Pretty Daily with a middle 
Raul Moonsault. He gets Dawkins back inside the ring, plates him <clears throat> before locking a triangle. Dawkins makes his way up to his feet and powerbombs Butch on top of Prince, and then Holland Wilson in for all tag and they exchange strikes for each other before Wilson levels Hall with a clothesline. Climbs the top rope. Holland meets him up there, hits a superplex, but Prince makes a blind tag just before he hits it. Ford comes off the top rope but from the heavens before Prince falls up with a leg drop off the top rope. Goes to the cover, but Butch broke up at the last second. Butch fires up chops on the Street Profits and Pretty Daly before Pretty Daly sends a crasher to the floor over the top rope. The Street Profits hits kicks, but Holland flies everyone. Butch looks for bro kick on Prince, but Holland gets hit with the move by accident because Holland was holding Prince, so that's why he got hit with it. Dawkins takes it as Prince dumps him out of the ring, but Dawkins dumps Prince out of the ring, and they street progress hit Rich Hall with the revelation. That's basically the sky-high neckbreaker combination for the victory, and get a shot at the Ultimate Tag Team titles at 10 minutes and 58 seconds. This is actually a fun match. I just won 6 out of 10. Now after the match, Holland gets frustrated and leaves Butch alone in the ring as Bobby Lashley appears on top of the street stage to congratulate Street Profits. Then after the break, we see Damage Control attack Meechin backstage after she was seen talking to Bianca Balor about possibly being the fourth member of her team. Then we go to our, our second match of the show. Actually, this is my match of the night. Dragon Lee goes well with NXT's Axiom. So both men take turns pinning each other and locking each other's submission holds. But before they take each other with uh, draw kicks and Axiom to crash it out of the ring, and Lee goes flying over the top of the level one. Once he gets back, Zari sends him in the corner, follows the right hands, and lures a draw kick as we go to commercial break. We come back from break, activates the moonsault off the top rope, then gets him back inside, climbs the top rope, but looks to go flying, but Lee moves out of the way and connects with a kick. Then it sends to the top rope, but Axiom meets him up there, but Lee drapes him by his knees and delivers a double stomp to his chest before Axiom fires back with a draw kick and a German suplex, followed by a running kick. Lee plants him with a spring buster, looks to play him with a power bomb, but Axiom counters into a Canadian destroyer. Lee climbs the top rope, Axiom catches with a kick. He joins him up there, hits a beautiful Spanish fly off the top rope before Lee hits a single arm powerbomb running knee and falls up with the Operation Dragon, the Destino, if you're a New Japan fan, to score the victory at nine and a half minutes. This was an excellent match. I, I was not expecting these to very much put on a five-star match. I get this one seven. It's not really match of the year, but I this was excellent. I actually would not mind these two guys running it back, give them 15 minutes. I just want seven out of ten. Then after the match, they fist. I show thumbs up. I show respect. Then Santos Escobar makes his way down the ring. He says there's something to get off his chest as the crowd rains booze on him. He says there's no expression. Never meet your heroes. He says he comes from the rich Lucha Libre tradition. Lucha Libre tradition. Sorry. And every family member of his family has been labeled heroes. He says despite the Raymaster was his hero and he modeled his career after him. The other members of LW watched what Escobar is saying from backstage as he tells Mysterio became a father figure to him. He said Dominic Mysterio was right with everything he said about Mysterio about Ray and deserves to be United States champion. He said he wanted to rebuild the LW but Ray took over and brought new members like Carlito and then basically starts cursing him in Spanish. He says he knows Ray is watching from his hospital bit and hopes that the pain is he suffered reminds him after he betrayed him. He agrees to apologize, but apologizes is not doing any more damage and tells Ray he hopes the surgery didn't go well. And he hopes basically he hopes his leg gets infected and they have to chop off his leg. As Selena Vega makes her way down the ramp, Selena asks Escobar what he's doing and they begin to argue. Escobar tells Selena they're done and Selena slaps him. She storms to the back as Cruz do tell her and Wilkie while meet her back on meet her on the ramp to check on her. Santos asks them if they're really signed with Selena over him, and they jump in the ring. Escobar tells them they go back to the way they were with the Gato Del Fantasma. 
Before he tells both men that he never needed them, he says they were dead weight and looked hit to the back. But before they get Escobar attacks them, then Carlito runs to the right for five with a hand as Escobar retreats. And by what we do find out later in the show, that those two will meet at Survivor Series, which I'll run the updated card after this review. Then we go to our third match of the show, Grayson Waller versus Cameron Grimes. Master through the log of the Cameron Grimes hits a draw kick in a rolling flatliner. Fires with right hands, Grimes hits an atomic drop in a draw kick to Waller's face, then plants with a swing and sidewalk slam. Austin Theory checks on Waller on the outside, but Grimes loses with a kick off the apron before Waller takes advantage by getting Grimes in the ring and hits a dingo, basically a flip over kill switch, is actually a pretty cool move. Move for the win at 2 minutes and 42 seconds. Honestly, I thought this match sucked. I just won 2 out of 10. But I will admit, though, I do like Grayson Waller. That finisher way better than the Rolling Stunner. Honestly, he should use that Dingo Driver more often. In the backstage, we see Bianca Belair challenge Selena Vega. Then we come back for break. We see Damage Control glowing after attacking Selena as Bianca Belair and the referee checks on her. Then we get a video recap of the Crown Jewel match again between Solskjaer and John Cena. And then Paul Heyman Jay, uh, sorry, Jimmy Uso and Sol Sokoa made their way down the ring. And Heyman injures us. He said he has a surprise tonight for an officer for Sol Sokoa. Then teases an introduction for Cena. Then says he's not there. It'll never appear in a WWE ring ever again. Thanks to Sokoa. He says Cena doesn't have the heart to say goodbye to fans. So he gets to say goodbye to Cena and to his fans on his behalf. He counts to three and says that Cena's cute. Just like in the ring, hits five moves of doom and all of them to massive cheers. But that would never be. Experience again, thanks to Sokoa. He said no one ever stays gone forever, but Sokoa will have his opponent in target if he does. He said Cena will never be himself since he can no longer communicate, and says Cena will no longer be seen because he can't be heard. Ellie Knight's music gets and he peers on the ramp. He says he wants to talk to fans and says he's the one cause and effect came and hasn't mentioned. It's the only reason Roman Reigns is still undisputed during the universe is because of the bloodline. He says everyone can see that's a problem, but he's a problem solver. He will make sure the bloodline ceases to exist, and the first step to that path is take out Jimmy, Solo, and Heyman. He said Jimmy Uso is the first step, and Glowtel will beat him in their upcoming match. Then after the break, we see Bianca tell Charlotte they're out options, and she makes the call on Charlotte Grease. Then we go to our main event match of the show, LA Knight versus Jimmy Uso. This is a rematch from a couple weeks ago, like three weeks ago, I think. Anyway, Ellie Knight hits a back barge of Jimmy Uso. Firestone's in the corner, then charges at him. But Jimmy slips out of the ring, gets Knight. But Knight gets it back into high fives or strikes on him. Jimmy plans for small drop, but Knight sends a crashing over the top rope and hits a kick for the bottom rope. Since it's hit repeatedly, bounce off the announce table, toss him over as we go to commercial break. We come back for break. Jimmy lands an integrity on Knight, but looks for a hip attack, but Knight rolls out of the way, hits a DDT, followed by a clothesline. Plays up face first, but Jimmy connects with integrity from the apron. They tear from the top rope, but Jimmy pushes Knight off, looks to go flying, but Knight ducks out of the way and hits BFT for the win at 9 minutes and 20 seconds. I was not a big fan of this match either. I could just want a... I'll give it a 2 out of 10 as well. Then after match, Sokoa re-emerges. Jimmy blindsides Knight, and Sokoa hits him with a small spike on the floor. They clear the announce deal as Jimmy drags him over, gets him on it, and fires up right hands. Then we hear the music of Cody Rhodes. He runs down to the ring, sends Sokoa crash in the ring post before sending Jimmy into the ring steps. Fires up right hands, sends a crash into the other side of the ring steps to close up that statement. Then we go backstage. We see Bianca Belair, Shotzi, and Shotzi asking Shotzi to make the call. Shotzi said she did, but she doesn't know if the uppers on the other will be able to make all time as they make their way down the ring. And before we go to that Maven statement, we saw backstage Cody leaving the arena due to Nick always telling him to leave. Then our Maven segment, we see 
Charlotte, Bianca, and Chauncey all in the ring after they make their way down the ring. They said they could stay in the ring talk about what damage control has done tonight, but time has run out. So they accept their War Games challenge and knows a thing or two about turning on a best friend. She says if they're going to war, there's only one person she wants on their side. But before we feel and find out who was damage control makes her way down the ring. Billy says she knows Charlotte is bluffing about having a fourth member of their team. She said she won't make it to war games or out of the building as her and the rest of her stable mates up on the apron. Then all of a sudden we hear the fans go crazy. We found out it was Becky Lynch revealing herself as the fourth member of Team Bel Air. So both teams begin brought as Dakota Kai watches because she's still not medically clear, so she can't get physical yet. As Charlotte takes out her and Charlotte, sorry, her. Oh my god. Charlotte and EO take out everyone on the floor with moon salts and they start chatting before attacking each other. And a brief brawl continues as we close out this week's SmackDown. Overall, not a bad episode of SmackDown. Honestly. Overall, I'm gonna give this one a five out of to do I'd say just watch Drag Leaf. Actually, if I had to pick a second one, I'd say just watch the opening match. I would just get like Grayson Bar, Kevin Grimes. Not, I thought the last two matches sucked. Uh, I thought Road Dog actually sucked on comment. Yeah, he, he was on commentary due to Core Gray still with uh returning leave, but yeah, I was not a big fan of Road Dog on commentary. I thought he actually sucked to be honest with you, but yeah. So, yep, so next week's match at the go home episode before Survivor Series. Only match made official is for the Unspeed Tag Team Tallest, Damian Priest, and Finn a Judgment Day defense against the Three Profits. And we have five matches made for Survivor Series on November 25th. The men's war games matches Judgment Day, Undisputed Tatchins, Mr. Money, Big Demi Priest, Finn Balor, NXT North American Champ, Dominic Mister, and JD McDonough versus the World War Champ, Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Sam and Jay Uso. Gunther defends the Intercontinental title against The Miz. Rhea Ripley defends the Women's World title against Zoe Starks. The Women's War Games match is Damage Control versus Bianca Belair, Sharflair, Becky Lynch, and Chauncey. And Santos Escobar versus Carlito. That's the only five. I don't think they should add any. I know last year's Survivor they had five matches, but honestly, they do not need to add any more uh, matches. I think if they do, maybe put one on the pre-show, but other than that, just leave these five as the actual show. But that is WWE. Then our first of three AEW shows on this week's edition. We're going to a special edition of AEW on Friday instead of the usual Saturday because obviously Full Gear was on Saturday. So we'll start with... We kick off, sorry, with Tony Giovanni introducing TNT Jim Christian, and he comes out with... Christian Cage, a legit source. Christian says, must not have to have someone who speaks the truth in a town full of phony plastic people. Christian says the fans will see Sting's last match in Los Angeles and last match ever at full gear. Christian says he's tired of people labeling Sting as an icon before he accused him of stealing a paycheck for the last 15 years. He wondered what could happen to Darby Allen once his mentor retires. Christian says Darby could call him if he needs some fatherly advice. Then Christian confirms which Shivani the Rickford will be in the corner of Adam Copeland, Darby, and Sting at full gear. Christian says Flair looks at the Crypt Keeper before he says Copeland claims he has reformed the tag team but really want to steal his spotlight. Christian says he was stuck in the trenches while Copeland was treated like a golden boy. He said he will find out whose career paths are better. Christian told Beth Phoenix to keep the kids up late and bring them all up close to the television. He was break Copeland's neck at full gear. Before Shivani turns to the focus to Christian Divinity, he later on Rampage against the winner of the Fatal 4 match on this show. 
Christian didn't matter which wrestler wins the four way he, because he could beat them. Oh, Christian said he would before he quoted my good friend James Harden as saying he doesn't work in the system. He is the system that goes with that statement. And then we go to Lexi Near going backstage with Ado Wattach James, her fiance, Big Bill, and Ricky Starks. And Big Bill brought up the fact that it had to be pinned or submitted in the fear four match at full gear. And says Stark spoke to Tony Khan and Ricky said Khan TK let him choose the stipulation for the match. So now it'll be a ladder match for the tag team titles. And it'll be a very short climb for Big Bill, which if he's not fully lying there. Then we go to our opening match of the show. Daniel Garcia goes one on one with Miro. Miro was on offense into an early pitcher and pitcher break. After the commercial break, Garcia starts to rally coming out of the break until Miro catches him with a big kick. Miro tries to stop Garcia, but he caught his foot and threw some shots and woke into his feet. He suplexes him there. Garcia tries to do his dance, but Matt Menard runs out and talks about doing it. Miro charges Garcia, but he moves and then he shoves Miro into Menard before he got a near fall. Locks that crossface that uh, Miro <clears throat> excuse me, rolls out of. So Garcia puts him in the dragon tamer. That's basically a sharpshooter. As Mir teases that, but Garcia keeps leaning back, but he hooks his, but Mir hooks his arm around the head of Garcia, and basically, basically he pulled a Brock Lesnar there from with AJ when he put the calf pressure, and Brock like slammed his head against the mat repeatedly. Mir uh, grabs Garcia and tosses the game over, and it locks in the game over for the submission win at ten minutes and eight seconds. Fun match. I just won six out of ten. The backstage Lexi Near interviews Andrade El Idolo and CJ Perry and Andre spoke briefly about his happiness while having CJ as his representative. Perry says Andrade is the best wrestler. She, before she knows he'll be the in the Continental Classic. By the way, the sport we found out two more on the fuel gear, but I'll talk about when we get to the full gear portion. Andrade was caught off guard, and Perry said she spoke with Tony Khan. If El Idolo wins, he'll get an extra bonus. Before she whispered some into his ear and smiled and trusted her before shaking her hand. Dude, we go to our second match of the show, tag team match, Kings of the Black Throne, Brody King and Malachi Black versus the boys, Brandon and Brent Tape. This was a not really much of a match. They hit Brandon Tate with Dante's Inferno before Brody drills Brent Tate to the metal Gonzo Bomb for the quick win at 2 minutes and 10 seconds. Actually, this did not do. I'm going to keep saying, I get you want to... I mean, squash matches are fine, one, but like pretty much the last like three weeks, I've been seeing at least one or two squash matches on each show. So, oh, did, I'm glad I saw Kings of Brother on my TV, but they did not need to be on doing this match, honestly. Then we get a field package, file on the TBS title, triple threat match, full gear. Then we hear from the three competitors, Julie Hart, Julie Hart, Skyboat, and the champ, Chris Statlander. Then we go to our third match of the show, a TNT title number one contenders fail four match. Trent Barretta, first Pentagon Jr., first Camille, first one third of the Ring of Honor six man tattoos, Brian Cage. His other uh, holders, Gaeta Aggie, Tony Lona, and Bishop Cup will be in the New Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag League starting actually tomorrow as for recording Excuse me. So Commander hits a dive onto Trent Barretta and Pentagon Jr. before Commander and Brian Cage. And Brian Cage started before Kamara wins the rose, but Cage knocks him down. Cage suplexes Kamara from the outside of the middle rope onto Beretta and Pentagon on the floor. He gets a better Kamara hitting into a commercial break. We come back for break. Beretta hits suplexes on Kamara and Pentagon, but Brian stuffed his suplex attempt. So Trent takes him down with a poison runner, but Cage shots right back up and turns Beretta inside with a clothesline, and then he sold the poison runner for a second. 
Then Cage hits Kamara with a face buster, had him pinned until Pentagon broke up the pin with a kick. He went an offense offer on all three men before he hits Beretta with me in Mexico for a two count. Pentagon sets over a fear factor on Beretta, but he had to release it to focus on Cage and Commander. So Pentagon hits Cage with a flip die from the ring to the floor. Commander hits a dot onto Pentagon, then back inside the ring, he rolls up for a top row die because Brad moved, then hits Commander with the strong zero for the win, and Brad will challenge Christian Cage on Rampage at 10 minutes and 34 seconds. Actually, really enjoyable Fatal 4 match. I just match also 6 out of 10. Then we get footage of Eric Paros off Simon Paul White on the Hobo card during the uh, Like a Dragon Street fight this past Wednesday in Dynamite. And speaking of Powerhouse Hobbs, Luxineer is with Don Cows and Powerhouse Hobbs. Cows says White is Don Urbina Slam on the card for Hobbs Booster that he took out to join. He had that he's black, big, black, and jacked. He said he knew White was resident in the hustle, but stay away because anyone can get it. Then we go to Warlow versus Evan Daniels. Again, this wasn't really much of a match. Swanton Bomb power bombs him. Sorry, Powerballs and follows with Swan Tom up, then Powerballs him again. Try to go for a, I believe, like a third or fourth Powerball, but the referee calls off for the referee stoppage at 56 seconds. I'm not going to give this rate because it's under a minute, so no rating. Then we go to Dax Harwood going one on one with Roosh. Dax offers a handshake, but Roosh kicks his hand away, which to push it, each other from both wrestlers before Roosh puts Dax down and kicks him. Dax avoids Roosh's running senton attempt, then Roosh runs. Dax into the barricade on all four sides of the random place to the crowd. Back inside, Roosh chops Dax and spun around in the corner. Then returns to the before both men fire chops at each other. Roosh got Dax in the corner, then tees him with bull's horns, but Harwood co covers up the rush, stops short, and does his train kilo pose, hitting into a commercial break. We come back for break, Roosh suplex superplexes Dax for a two count before he runs him into the ring post, and he approaches Ricky Starks at the announce table and Pi faces him. Roosh gets inside the ring where Dax was out in the corner, plays to the crowd, goes for Char sorry, goes for Bull's horn, but Starks nails him with a spear, and the referee calls for the bell at no contest at 14 minutes and four seconds. I was actually really enjoying this. Could have been a match of the year contender, but on unfortunately we had to get the no contest. I get you're trying to protect both guys, but I don't know. I didn't like the no contest, but I'm still gonna give this one a six and a half. Now to the match. All four teams are brawling. Brody King, Big Bill, Sturdy Char before they pull ladders out from underneath the ring and fought it over until Dritalistico kicks the ladder as security breaks the teams apart. The backstage here as Action Drive for an update on Darius Martin following an attack by the Kingdom. But before he could deliver the update, the Kingdom rolls Roger Strong onto set as Mike Bennis is uh, Darius has a bruised ego and a weak ass neck. Matthew Mox and drives Gen C bull cut. Then he starts to bark back to a strong yells action. Then he told him the kingdom he found his next victim. Then our semi-final match, our semi-main event match, Buddy Matthews goes well Wheeler Yuta, Little House of Black versus Blackpool Combat Club on the show. Yuta stucks his leg on Todd's Matthews as he was on his knees while telling him to grab it. But he tries and failed. Then Yuta draw kicks Matthews to ring some for Yuta went to the floor and was tossed to the barricade. Both wrestlers fought on the barricade as Matthews got the better of it and tosses you on the side of the broadcast table as we go to pitcher and pitcher break. We come back from the break. Both wrestlers were fought on the apron as Matthews picks up you to try to suplex him, but up ties him, toss him on the top turnbuckle instead. Yuta fights back and cuts Matthews to kicks. We'll see on top of with Matthews drips over the middle rope as Yuta jumps off the top and splashes the back of Matthews for a two count. Matthews comes up with a couple kicks, followed by a two count off a of powerbomb, then falls a with a curve stomp to score the victory. Excuse me, at 13 minutes and 39 seconds. 
Really fun match. I just won seven out of ten. Then after the match, Matthews wants to grab a chair, but Claudio Castanelli runs runs down to the ring and enters, causing Buddy to retreat. And then Claudio challenges him to a match of full gear, and Matthews has the match. And by the way, that was on the pre-show. Then we get a uh, video package air on the international title match. Then our main event match, tag team match, women's champion Akara Shida and TBS champion Chris Dallin versus the Elcast Soraya and Ruby Soho. The Elcast isolates Shida going into a pitcher and pitcher break. We come back for break. Ruby runs Chris Dallin into the barricade in front of Angel Parker as he shows off his Ruby t-shirt. As Parker and Soho exchange smiles, back inside the ring, Statler puts Soho on her shoulders after taking Sheeta in. Before Ruby hits a poison run on Statlander, as Sheeta hits Soho with a missile draw kick, and then Soraya takes him. Sheeta knocks Soho off the apron before Soraya catches Sheeta with a kick and hits her with a DT for a two count. Ruby's now ringside was helped to her feet by Parker as Soraya was annoyed before Statlander clotheslines Parker, then prevents Ruby from returning the ring as Sheeta hits Katana to Soraya inside the ring. For the win at 10 minutes and 34 seconds. This was okay. I, I just won a five. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, honestly, this, this should not have been a main event uh, match, if I'm being honest. And it, our main event statement and our lasting on collision. Tony Fine sits down with the 8-0 world champion MJF. And MJF calls Shivani a fat old prick. Well, thank you for having him. He said he would do whatever it takes to keep the ring on World Tag Team titles because he told Adam Cole the titles will be waiting for him and he won't let him down. Before he said the 8-0 World title means everything, though, he said he was furious when Jay White stole the World title. He said he realized him and White are similar. He said White stole the 8-0 World title to prove something to himself. Before he said he will lose because nobody on, is on the level of the devil. Before Shivani knows the full gear marks one year to the day since MJF won the World title. He has put the likelihood of MJF keeping the title in the ring of World Tag Talks in the same night. MJF said he feels pride and then spoke about likelihood. He has what likelihood of his mother conceiving him after she just had purchased a new diagram. Oh, okay. Anyway, he has what likelihood of, of Jew becoming a world champion was. He said the odds are some, but none. Uh, but unfortunately for White and all MJF's dictators, he likes those odds. The close of this week's edition of Collision. Overall, not a bad... It was kind of a mixed big episode. I mean, some of the stuff... They really need to stop putting seven matches on the show. We don't need to see two to three squash matches on each show. Honestly, on this show, I would just watch the Miro Garcia match, the the Fatal 4 and No. 1 Contenders match, Dax versus Roosh, and Buddy versus Weary. That's really the only four I really recommend going out to watch. But that was AEW Collision. And sticking to AEW, we're going to go straight into Rampage. And we came out with the TNT tell on the line. Christian Cage defends Trent Beretta, who just had a match on Collision. Christian mocks Beretta before Beretta shoves him and sets a crashing out of the ring. Looks to go flying, but Cage gets back inside and slaps and fires, stomps in him in the corner. As she spills back out of the ring, goes flying over the top of the level before both men get back in the ring. And Christian's is Beretta crashing in the ring post shoulder first as we go to commercial break. We come back for break. Christian wears on Beretta with a submission hope, but Beretta fights his way out with right hands and lands on the apron. Then Christian charges up, but Brett catches him with a spear through the middle rope. Far as the right hands, hits a full Nelson suplex, looks to fall with Dernier with T out of the corner, but Christian avoids it, and Brett catches him with an avalanche of Corona. Climbs the top rope, lands a cross by fall by a spear. Christian goes for kill switch, but Brett escapes and lands Duke Buster before Christian stomps on the back of Brett's neck. System crash in the middle, turnbuckle face first, and then hits kill switch to retain the title at 10 minutes and 16 seconds. Fun little opening match on Rampage. I just won 6 out of 10. 
And after the break, Jericho sets a match to the Young Bucks for the announce table. Then we go to our second match, the number one contender for the women's title, Tony Storm. Goes one with Emmy Sakura. Storm hints Sakura a script, but Emmy rips it up and flash stops on Storm. But Storm sends a crash out of her hip attack and a suplex to her on the floor. Sends her back in the ring, takes a victory lap on Luther's shoulders. Open the door for Sakura, take advantage, and hits a crossbody to her as Storm sits up from the ring sets as we go to commercial break. We come up for breaks. Uh, Emmy hits a series of chops, but Storm connects with a right hand before Sakura plants with a double hook powerbomb, falls with a butterfly backbreaker, climbs the top, looks for a motor, but Storm turns around and Sakura is sent crashing into her spine, full of a hip attack, and the Storm Zero for the win at 8 minutes and 17 seconds. Fun little match. This gives Tony some momentum in her woman's style match of full gear. I just won 5 out of 10. Then we go back to Tracy Renee Piquet, standby, Ringwell World Champ, and New Japan Strong, Opoy Champ, Eddie Kingston, Jay Lethal, Sanji Dutt, Sunday and the Jarrett's. <clears throat> and Lethal reveals Stokely Hathaway has granted, agreed to grant a world title match against Kingston on the full gear pre-show. And Kingston points out the changes in Lethal since formed a staple with his allies. He tells Lethal he's become a coward and began yelling at each other for Lethal's teammates trying to wipe before things turn physical. As we see Ortiz walk in the frame and talks to Kingston. Then we go to our main event match on the show. Roderick Strong versus Action Andretti. He has only three matches on this week's Rampage. Strong waste no dice and fire stomps in shots, but Andretti fires back with a hurt ground and a draw kick that falls with a cross group elbow and a pair of shots and fires a couple of shoulders to his midsection. Strong lands a chop of his own, then lands a right hand and a backbreaker before he hits a chop in the corner, but Andretti responses with a neckbreaker followed by a falcon arrow. As we go to pitcher and pitcher break, we come back from pitcher and pitcher break. Andretti hits a pair of strikes and dumps Strong out of the ring as the kingdom checks on him. But Indra takes him all out with a draw kick through the middle rope. He levels Strong with a moonsault off the ropes, gets the back set up. And hits a 450 splash, but Strong moves out of the way. And this was a scary bump here. Andre hits a standing Spanish fly. And Strong laying a rod laying it right on his neck. So officials uh, slander and check on Strong. But he's still fit to compete. So Andre rolls up Strong, but Strong carries into a pin of his own, but for a two count. So Roderick hits a jumping knee and fall by the end of Heartache to score the victory. At 9 minutes and 38 seconds. First of all, I'm glad Rodron is okay after that scary Spanish fly bump. Uh, this wasn't a bad match. I just won 5 out of 10. And in our main event segment on the show on Rampage, Renee Paquette is with the number one contender for the world title, Jay White. And she says he has the chance to become a world champion since a lot has been going on over the past several months. She addresses the person in the devil's mask and asks White if he's worried about the will get involved in the match. But he says that's a million dollar question, but he's focused a little bit the, to the E at AEW. Before he tells MJ up to bring his fans who have, have friends who have him attack White to full gear because he's bringing Bull Club Gold. And he says he'll only make it to the world title match once the guns take care of on the full gear pre show. So Renee asks what the switch play Eric looks, things go his way. And White corrects her, says when things go his way, everyone will get more of what they loved. He says he'll sleep a little sweeter at night when he proves to be better than MJF. Then all of a sudden, we see MJF, like, out of nowhere, and blinds on, looks steal back the world title. Since White's face bounces off of some equipment, looks stomp his face, but Jay ducks out of the way. Drew Robinson attacks from behind, but once White enters the room, <laughs> MJF throws a screen, TV screen at him as Jay, or sorry, Juice was laid on the floor in agony. White runs to the right look away from MJF, but he's hot on his heels. But once he gets out of the ring, he fires right hands on. But Austin Gunn looks up to White up, but MJF immediately takes him out. Fires right hand, Dustin Nicole. MJF spots his ear, looks directly and locate White with it. But the guns attack before he can, and the White and Jay White joins in. 
the guns. MJ looked to grab MJ's world title once again, and he does so. He orders the guns to hold MJ off in place again with the world title. But before we get, we see Small Joe music gets any runs on the ring to even the odds. And Bull Coco is forced to retreat with MJF while telling him. He serves MJF in the corner, offers hand as to be his partner on the full gear pre-show. And MJF agrees to give him a future Walt match in the future as well if he retains the close of this week's rampage. Overall, not a bad episode. Honestly, the the I probably should just skip this episode, honestly, if I'm being honest. I give this one a five out of ten. But that is AEW Rampage. And that's it for the Friday shows. And then we're gonna go over to the Saturday, November 18 shows, and we're going to stick to our, our third and final AEW show of this week. We're going to go to Full Gear. So there were three matches on the pre-show. We could go off Eddie Kingston defends the Ring World World title against Jay Lethal. <clears throat> Still matched up with a code of honor handshake before Kingston closed on his lethal over the top or to the floor as Jeff Jarrett and Sergeant Derek Kingston come to ringside. Kingston turns around and lets and Lethal rushes back around to a blind zone, but Kingston saw them coming and both men trade chops. Kingston gets the better of it, and Lethal went back to the floor. Lethal pulls Kingston the ring to ransom the ring post. Before he returns to the ring and does the strut while Jared and Sanjay does it on the apron. Once Kingston gets back in the ring, uh, Kingston distracts, uh, sorry, Lethal distracts the referee and Judd that snucks in the cheap shot. Lethal suplexes Kingston in the corner for a two count. Lethal throws chops down, but he came back with a four suplex. Kingston hits Lethal with a series of chops in the corner, then hits him with a running boot to the face before covering him for a two count. Lethal comes back briefly, went for Lethal injection, but Kingston stuffs it and hits a set of suplex and full by Yurnagi slam. Sanjay climbs on the apron, but Kingston knocks him off and under Jeff on the floor. Lethal takes advantage of the distraction, puts Kingston down. Karen Jarrett comes on the apron, strikes right well. Meanwhile, both men are crowned to reach the guitar on the left side of the ring. As we see, Ortiz appears on rings and slams the guitar over Sanjay's hut. Before Kingston carries an hour lethal injection, carries into a half and half suplex, followed by a spinning back fist to get the win and retain the ring of world title. Excuse me, at 10 minutes and 53 seconds. Not a bad, um, Opening match, I just won 6 out of 10. Then after the match, Kingston and Ortiz join when they get an urgency on the ramp, and Kingston calls halfway a ball-headed bitch and thanks the Los Angeles crowd. And then after Kingston and Ortiz leave, uh, Stokely stole by Renee and RJC while they ran through the pay-per-view lineup. Then we have our second match on the pre-show, Claudio Castanoli versus Buddy Matthews. Like I said, this match was actually added on the um, Gerald Collision last on Friday. So both men walk into her one's bell ring. And he teases he, he moves Jag and teases back to his corner, but he threw it at Claudio and attacks him. But Claudio quickly recovers says for the giant swing, but Matthews avoids it and then goes to ringside. So Claudio follows him out there where they took turns for each other to the barricade. Claudio catches Matthews an uppercut, throws him back inside the ring. And then Claudio catches Matthews with a big boot before he sets up for the swing again. But this time Matthews kicks him. Claudio tries for a third time, but Matthews rolls him up for a two count. Claudio comes back with an uppercut for a two-count of his own. Forty finally hits a giant swing. Matthews comes back and hits a jackhammer for a two-count before locking a cross face. But Claudio powers up and hits him with a TKO. Runs up with a running uppercut, got a two-count. Falls with another uppercut, big power bump for locking the sharpshooter. Matthews later reaches the roast, but Claudio drags him back to the middle of the ring for the submission win. At 
10 minutes and 28 seconds. Really fun match. I just won 7 out of 10. Then after the match, Claudio extends his hand, but Matthews pulls him off and bumps his shoulder into Claudio while leaving the ring. And then he probably to get the you can't see me gesture while Buddy hits to the back. Then our main event of the pre-show for the regular World Tag Team Talls, Ado Warship, MJF, and Swojo substitute for Adam Cole. Defense against the guns, Austin and Colton. MJ got the better of the guns and told Joe he didn't need his help. So Joe takes himself in as MJ wasn't happy. So MJ and Joe punches the guns off the apron and then Joe hits Bubba until by Suicida. Joe works over the guns inside the ring and makes a tag to MJF before Colton Gun closed on MJF and brought them to the guns corner where Austin tags in and they isolate MJF for a bit before MJF sends both the guns to rings on crawl towards corner. Guns return, but MJF avoids him and takes up to Joe. So Joe hits Austin with a power for a two count. So he places him on top turn, but MJF takes up as the crowd who wants to see the muscle buster. So MJF tried to go for it, but Cole runs and draw kicks him. The guns try to go for a 310 and MJF caught with a double DDT before he teases the kangaroo kick, but Joe takes himself in. So they both spoke for him and then not, and they went for muscle busters, but the gun slips away and shoves Joe and MJF into each other. So the gun trying to hit Joe with 310 to Yuma. Goes for the cover, but the referee counter, but his life under the rope. So MJF pulls Cole in the ringside to bring up the pin. The guns roll. We have MJF on the floor, so the face first in the ring post. So guys try to go for 310 to Yuma again. Then we hear the music of Adam Cole, and he comes out using crutches with his foot in the cast. And Joe locks Austin in the cocaine clutch to retain the ring of World Tag Team titles at 9 minutes and 26 seconds. Not a bad Main event pre-show match. I use, this match gets a 6 out of 10. <laughs> then after the match, MJF went to hug to ring sign hug Cole. He returns the ring one face-to-face with Joe. Spoke to him and shook his hand for leaving the ring. MJF plays to the ground near and shook hands with Cole. Before the guns attacked, MJF also grabs a chair from underneath the ring and Cole holds MJF's leg while Austin slams a ch- chair over it twice. They wrap his leg into a chair and Austin left from the middle rope onto, onto it while Adam Cole is watching from ringside. And then they do the big stretcher job, and MJ was wheeled to the back into an ambulance where he begged Cole not to take his championship away, and Cole promised that wouldn't happen. So that was the uh, pre-show. Obviously, on the pre-show, I would just watch the Claudio buddy match, honestly. But I'll give you my full <coughs> match recommendations after this review. So now we go to the main show. We can go with the trios, actually, with Christian Cage, the TNT champion, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne versus Sting, Darby Allen. Adam Cobble, Rick Flair, in their corner. So Darby got the power. Nick Wayne starts his match off and takes in Sting. As, and he sends Wayne into the floor and falls as he runs him into the barricade and then sends him back in the ring. But Wayne quickly takes out the Christian and then Sting points at Copeland and takes him in. And then Copeland and Christian start a cross from each other as we get a holy shit chip for the fans in LA. But Christian didn't want nothing to do with Adam. So he takes in Luchasaurus. And then Darby ends up taking back in the match. Luchasaurus got the better of Darby. And Ben picks on chokes on the open the top or under the edge of the apron. Jesus Christ, that was a crazy spot. As Darby was getting isolated by all three men before Wayne takes and mocks Flair by strutting. Darby knocks Christian and Lucha off the apron, but Wayne cuts him off. So Darby bites Wayne's head and then hits him with a sunset bomb. He crawls to the corner, but Christian pulls Copeland off the apron, runs him into the barricade. Sting went after Christian, but Luchasaurus took Sting out. Christian takes and mocks Darby once he makes to his corner and his partner turned down. Copeland gets back on the apron. Darby Fly takes in him. He runs across the ring, but Christian takes out and exits the ring before Copeland gets to him. 
Adam sends Luchasaurus in the ringside and throws Wayne Adam. Darby hits a Toby Suiza on the both men as Toby, uh, sorry, Sting dives, dives, dies over Flair under Luchasaurus and Wayne on the floor. Tries to go for his, Copeland tries to go for a spear, wants Luchasaurus back in the ring, but Luchasaurus grabs him by the throat as Sting and Copeland double team move Scorpion Death Drop. And then Sting, Copeland, held Wayne in suplex position. Then Darby dove from the top rope onto Wayne. Luchasaurus recovers, toss Darby into the corner, and close eyes the back of Copeland's neck. As Christian and Rick for are John having a trash talk match on the floor. And then Flair punches Cage a couple times in the face before Christian pokes Flair's out and low blows him. Christian brings the TNT title into the ring while Luchasaurus held Copeland. Tries to hit him with it, but he broke free, and Christian accidentally hits Luchasaurus. Copeland goes after Christian, but he leaves the ring, hops to barricade, and runs away from ringside area. Sting hits Luchasaurus, Stinger Splash, Copeland with the spear to Luchasaurus, and followed by uh, the coffin drop from Darby, and Copeland pins him to win the trios match at 15 minutes and 10 seconds. Really fun opening match. I give this one 7 out of 10. And then Tony Schwein still on stage spoke with referee Bryce Rensburg, and Schwein calls for Bull Cup to come out. J-Wall is holding the 8 world title and claims to be champion. And then he told Jay to sell the hell down. And then Jay told Schwein to tell him. So Schwein announced that MJ was able to defend the 8 world title. The match was canceled, but declared that Jay was the new champion, but it was interrupted by Adam Cole. Cole comes on crutches with his left foot and cast. He told White there was not a shot in hell that Jay was leaving the key of form with the 8-0 wall title. He said MJF couldn't defend the title, then he would defend the belt form. Cole says one leg or not, the new man will be Jay White versus Adam Cole. Uh, Jay White lost his Cole must be hit his head or something. He recalls causing his head injury and to take him for good while taking the 8-0 wall title. Then we go to our First title match on the main show for the international title and all-out rematch. Orange Cassidy defends against John Moxley. Cassidy threw a forearm on Moxley, but then knocks him out with a forearm struggle of his own. Before he takes Cassidy to the ringside, toss him in the broadcast table for hitting him with right hands. He picks him up, dunks him out of one first on the barricade, pulls him back to the ringside, and brings him back side of the ring. Moxley puts the boost to Cassidy and stood him in the corner. Moxley had Cassie on the ropes and hit him with hit butts. Cassie came back with a series of hit butts as Moxley was bleeding from the floor and was suplexed by Cassie. He follows with diving TTs from the ropes before hanging another one for a two count. Cassie threw kicks at Moxley, but he no sold him. Moxley gets back to his feet before Cassie flips him off. Moxley entered the ringside and was hit by two by Suicide that left him laying on the broadcast table. Cassie punches Moxley, returns to the ring, and Moxley hits another two uh, Sorry, hits Moxley with another two by Suicide. Back inside the ring, Moxley took a stun dog Miller for a series of punches at Cassie before Cassie caught Moxley with Hook's red rum finisher. Moxley escapes and on the top. Turnbow was removed. Moxley hit the power down for a two count. Moxley taunts Cassie by throwing light kicks at him, but Cassie puts his hands in his pockets. Moxley charges at Cassie, but he moves, causing Moxley to save his head against his post turnbuckle. Cassie draw kicks Moxley's son in the turnbuckle again. Gets, Moxley gets his feet and stumbles, so Cassie hits him with three orange punches. As the um, as the third one took us off, he first like so he rolls him up for a two count. So Cassie hits Moxley with three more orange punches, followed by the beach break to get the win and retain the international title at twelve minutes and four seconds. Fun match. I just won six out of ten. Honestly, I like their all out match was way better than uh this match, but it was still fun for it was. 
Throughout the match, where you and Cody constantly check on Moxley while Tremper at Joe's Hook and Garage and Cassidy. You don't intentionally bump into Hook while we see that camera team see a fan of Cassidy. And we get field patch aired to announce Mark Presco will be in the Continental Classic Tournament star on Wednesday, undoubtedly. Then we go to our second title match of the show, this one for the women's title. Hakurashio defense against Tony Storm. Storm pulls out the script, but then towards in half. As we see, Mariah may watch him backstage on a monitor. She done Storm trade form strikes before uh, she went to wor work on searching with Chops before Storm fires back with Chops or own. Storm gets a shoe from Luther and hills it up as she approaches Sheeta. Referee Aubrey Edwards takes a shoe away as Aubrey was clearing the shoe from the ring. Storm pulls another one and hits Sheeta with it for a two count. Sheeta comes back by hitting Storm for own Storm Zero. But she couldn't make the pin. So she hits a Falcon Arrow for a two count. Goes up to the top row and went for a Meteora. So she rolled through when Storm avoids her. And then as she had come over to leg injury. So Storm puts her on the ankle up but she mixes the rows. And Storm removes Sheeta's shoe and tries to hit her with. But Sheeta ducks it. Hits her with. So sorry. Sheeta hit Storm. And then somehow Sheeta's shoe went flying to the crowd. Storm ends up at ringside, grab, and she grabs her candlestick, was going to hit Storm with the butt. Luther stops her. So she whips Luther with the candlestick, then back in the ring. She goes for Katana, but Storm blocks it and rolls her up for eight. Uh, rolls her up, but she reverses for a two count of her own. Storm blocks a knee strike, and Storm hits a Dillip suplex, places a plate from the butler in her tights, and hits she with the hip attack in the corner for the win and come a three time women's champion at 10 minutes and 25 seconds. Really, another fun match. I just won six. I feel bad for Sheeta, man. I, she can't keep the The last two reigns have been, like, I don't know. They're, her first reign was my favorite one, but I feel so bad for her. But I'm glad Tony Storm got the uh, win there. This was a fun match. Then after the match, the screen turns black and white as Mariah May comes up with first percent Storm, so we're victory. The backstage, Renee begins with Eddie Kingston. And Kingston says she knows what's next. It mentions the Continental Classic. He said he'll put the Ring of World Title and the New Japan Strong Opoi Title on the line every match he has in the tournament. He said the tournament will become a Triple Crown Chip. Uh, it'll also be the Con. So basically, all the stuff of the steps. Tony Khan at the media scrim talking about the rules. So yes, basically the Ring of World Title and the New Japan Strong Opoi are going to be retired and it's going to be crowned. Going to be called the Triple Crown Title. I think he said it's going to be defended once a year, I believe. So basically, whoever's the champion towards the end of next year will be automatically into the Continental Classic. So basically, they're ripping off all Japan by or pulling out all Japan by having a Triple Crown title. But Kingston will be in the tournament. So so far, four men have been confirmed for the twenty first ever Continental Classic tournament. Brian Dills and Andrade El Idol, Mark Bresco, and Eddie Kingston. So ho hopefully, we find out the blocks and the matches pretty soon. But I'm pretty excited though. But then we go to our third title match on the main show for the Ido World Titles and a Fatal 4 ladder match. Ricky Stars and Big Bill defense against LFIs, Farouche, and Jurisico. Kings of Black throughout FTR, Dax Heller, and Cash Wheeler. As we get a suplex spot under the pile of wrestlers on the floor. And then Dax pulls a delayed great Terry Funk, but putting a ladder on his head and then spinning around hitting opponents with it. As Jurisico makes a play for the tag titles, but we Cash Wheeler stops him by turning the ladder over. Roosh. Uh, since we are in the court, Trusco Bulls Horn Buddy stops and does the straight Kila pose. But Cash comes back with a power sound of Roosh. And then Wheeler goes for the build, but Malachi Black cuts him off. 
But Cash gets a better Malachi before Malachi pulls the blacks or pulls the ropes to send a ladder that gets to the face of Wheeler. And then we saw Wheeler catch Malachi with a low blow while Malachi's on the ropes. And then Wheeler smirks and Pyle drives Malachi under a ladder from the bottom turnbuckle. Brody King goes for a toe bite, so he's a big bill. Hells up a ladder that King crashes into. Then back inside the ring, Ricky starts his dress go and then and then Roosh with Spears. Then he does his uh, old school move onto Cash Wheeler and then dove onto Dax Harwood. Wheeler takes a few swings at starts, but he ducks it and suplexes him. Brody was showing on and gets barricade with blood covers face paint. Melka catches Ricky with an elbow and charges at him, but Starks back bodrum onto a ladder step in the corner. Brody returns to the rings and Starks into the ladder, then back drops Harwood onto it. Brody hits a cannonball on the Dax as he's laying on the ladder. And the Dax uh, re- rolls to the floor, sorry. So Brody makes a play for the tag tiles, but Bill trips the ladder over. With since Brody crashes into the ladder in the corner, Jurisco gets better up Bill momentarily, but Bill cuts him up and chokes him. Roosh runs the ladder into Bill in the corner and it wedges between the ropes in front of him. Roosh plays to the crowd and hits Bull's horn, which drove the ladder into Bill. Roosh sets up a ladder, goes for the tag tiles, but Starks raises up on the arsenal and trades Bulls for Roosh. Dax sets up a bigger ladder next to one Roosh and Starks run, and then Wheeler sets up another on the main ladder before uh, Brody picks the Jurisco. That and hits the Gonzo bomb onto the ladder bridge on the floor. That was a crazy spot. Well, Brody on the ladder bridge, Wheeler runs up top and hits a splash through the ladder onto Brody as Dax goes for the tag tiles again. But Starks climbs up the other side of the ladder and traded blows. Dax lands Ricky's head against the top of the ladder as Malachi and Cash Wheeler get involved. Starks and Wheeler end up on the top of the ladder as Starks slams one of the tag tiles in the head of Wheeler. Starks pulls a belt down and tosses Bill below and pulls the other one down. To get the win and retain the tag titles at 20 minutes and nine seconds by one of the longest matches. Actually, one of the four longest matches on the show. Spoiler, just actually the lo- fourth longest on the show. Really fun ladder match car crash in a good way. I get this one seven out of ten. And then we get a field package on the World Championship held on Saturday, December 30th, and where they will crown basically the AEW Triple Crown Champion. And then we go to the our third title match on the show. I one of the last or second to last one title matches on the show. Chris Statler defends against Julia Hart and Skyville in a triple threat match. <clears throat> Julia and Skyville work together on Statlander before Statler suplexes both of them to, on the floor. Then back in the ring. Uh Julia and Sky hit super kicks on Statlander. And then with Stellander down, Julia and Sky man the miller and shook hands. Julia hits Sky at the alliance. Fort Blue puts Hart down with a kick for a two count. Stellander returns to work over both ladies before as Stellander had blue pin, but Hart broke up the pin with a senton. Stellander hosts up Sky and slides her face first in the map before she went for her Saturday Night Fever. Oh, I'm sorry, trying to go for 450. My apologies, but Julia shoves her up the ropes to the floor. Then Julia goes to the ropes and kicks Blue away. Hart hits Blue with a top rope moonsault. Had her beat, but Statler pulls her off of Blue from the floor. Julia charges at Statler, but power slams her on the floor before Sky Blue catches Statler with a kick to the face. Back in the ring, Sky try to go for a running cross body, but Statler catches her, but Blue escapes a Star Knight Fever and rolls her up for a two count. Blue comes back with a uh, cold Blue for a two count. Blue tries to go for the cold Blue again, but Julia uh, broke up the move, so locks her in the Heartless. Statler pulls Julia off her and gives her a deadlift German suplex. Then hits 
uh, Saturday Night Fever on the Sky Blue, and then hits both ladies. Uh, sorry, hits the German Suplex on Blue, and then does it to both ladies. Then hits Blue with the Saturday Night Fever, goes for the cover, but Julian knocks out off of Blue, and then she takes advantage and pins Sky Blue to win the TBS title at 11 minutes and 22 seconds. Really fun triple threat match between these three ladies. Julia Hart has been impressive over the last like year. I think her going to House of Black was actually the best thing she's done. I give this match 6 out of 10. Out of the two women's matches on the show, I actually like this one a tiny bit better than the women's title match. But yeah, they just were. And then we go to Tony Chifani in the ring as we found out the big uh, Sonny for AEW, which was Will Ospreay. And he said that Ospreay, uh, his contract dies in with New Japan at the end of February. So he's not fully in AEW yet, but he's a, on the road to revolution. But I, honestly, this was way too predictable. I, if you heard me on about the ring, I did say Mercedes Monet, but I said I would not be surprised if it was Will Ospreay. Um, I seen on Twitter the next day that Andrew Sarah from Madman Podcast, who actually has great resources, I respect the hell. He's one of the actually dirt cheap people I actually respect and can believe their news sites. Anyway, he's he basically said, "Well, Osprey, which honestly, like, if you're saying surprise, like, why did you have to it like two days before? Not his. I'm not blaming Sari on that one. He's just reporting, but still, yeah. But I mean, he. I don't. I, I'm glad for Osprey, honestly, but." Congratulations. Seen that coming, though. Then we go to a Texas death match between Heyman Page and Swerve Strickland. Immediately, Page hits a buckshot Lyria. And, oh, by the way, this text, you have to win by submission or knockout. So, yeah. I forgot my mind blank for a second. Anyway, then Page throws a chair at Strickland, and then he wraps tape around the ribs of Swerve, then uses a staple gun on his chest twice. Ouch. Grabs a piece of paper and staples to Swerve's arm, then staples his arm again. He runs a chair in the side of Swerve's head, then plays to the crowd. Before Heyman takes a piece of his son's finger pain pitcher into Swerve's face, plays under. Oh, I can't I gotta review this part. Um. Anyway, yeah, he he drinks Swerve's blood. I don't get gross much, but that I actually felt kind of sick to be honest with you. But I don't feel sick that often. But that that maybe. Made my stomach queasy for a sec. Anyway, uh, Paige went to ringside, grabs a chair, wrapped in barbed wire from underneath the ring. As Paige tries to stare, Swerve kicks him in the nuts as not Prince on a cuts the tape from Swerve's wrist. Uh, Paige uses the stable gun two more times, but Swerve stares at him, so he uses the gun stable gun on Hamman's face before Swerve picks up and smiles while stabbing his own chest a few times. You sick fuck. Swerve wages the barbed wire in the core of the ring and runs Paige into him. He pulls a center block from underneath the ring that blocks and him on the apron while both men fought on there. Strickland pulls Hangman under the apron and he bites his head, then hits a death valley jar onto the center block, but the referee starts counting as Hangman breaks it, uh, beats it, sorry. Swerve brought him on top of the ringside barricade, then piled on top of it as he drank a water bottle and pours it over his uh, busted face. Heyman gets back to his feet and was pulled back his other ring by Strickland. Page comes back with a fallaway slam as before Swerve grabs a piece of barbed wire, but Page grabs the front and gives him another fallaway slam. He presses the barbed wire on Strickland's head, then uses Ty's arm to his side, then hits another fallaway slam as Swerve rolls to the floor. Heyman grabs the barbed wire uh, chair from the corner, went on top and held in front while pitting a moonsault on the floor. Swerve beats the referee's count 
as he gets, but he was back, thrown back his other way by Hangman. Excuse me. Hangman had to kick Nana away before going for a buckshot alert, but Swerve avoids it. Page picks up the chair, but Swerve boots a chair out of Hangman's face. Swerve picks up Page in a tombstone position, but Hangman reverses it and tombstone Swerve under the barbed wire chair. As both men were down, the referee starts his 10 count. Page gets to his feet first as Swerve got up at the last second at 9. Page slams the barbed wire chair over Swerve's back before Hangman plays her in a seat position on top of the turnbout, still in the middle and threw punches at him. Tries to go for a dead eye, but Swerve slips unrope as Swerve slams the barbed wire over Payman's back as part of the barbed wire actually got stuck on his face. And then Strickland hits a powerbomb under the barbed wire chair, goes on top, hits and hits the Swerve stomp, who was still in the barbed wire chair. And then Swerve went to ringside, pulls a, back, a black bag from underneath the ring, dumps glass from the bay onto the back of Payman, ouch, and then hits a Swerve stomp. Swerve out under the back of Page, and the glass was stuck to his back. So Swerve falls up with the JMR driver. He gets back, but Payman somehow gets back to his V at nine. So he close lines up over the top, and both men go to the floor. Prince now pulls a barbar board from underneath the ring, slides in the ring. Swerve pulls the places the board over two chairs. Swerve goes to the top rope, but Page pulls Page up in front of him as Hayman fires elbows at Strickland, as you see on top rope. Page bites Strickland's head, and they both went to the top rope. It hits a fallaway slam. Fallaway slam moonsault onto the barbed wire board. Payman shots right back and power bombs him onto the board. And then before hitting dead eye on there, Heyman wraps a piece of barbed wire around Swerve's head before hit the buckshot Larry, but not a Prince. Jesus Christ. No, no, pulls Swerve to the floor into a standing position so he can beat the referee's count. Then Brian Cage runs and attacks uh, Heyman. Brian puts Heyman down with a dr drill claw, pulls the table underneath the ring, sets up on the floor, trying to go for a power bomb. But Page uses Barbar to stop him. He wraps the barbar around his hand and hits Cage with it, then nails him with a lariat. Nana enters the ring and slams a chair over the back of Heyman, but he no sold it. He tries to run by Heyman, catches him on the apron, and now tries to do his dance, try to humor Heyman. But Heyman grabs him and hits a dead eye off the apron to the table on the floor. Strickland runs over and slams a center block over the payments back that causes the block to explode. Swerve small as he's on the floor and the referee counts. Page got to his knees, so Swerve grabs a chair and wraps it around the neck of Hangman, then tosses the other end over the top turnbuckle, pulls a chain to choke him, and Swerve releases it, and then Hangman cannot get back up at the 10 count, so Page, uh, sorry, Strickland wins the Texas Death Match at 29 minutes and 46 seconds. This is actually the longest match on the show. It beats the world title match by 2 seconds. This was an excellent Excellent match. I can't, I can't do this match justice. This was great. I mean, still, I will say the only nip. I'm just nitpicking. Like I said, the blood, the drinking bloods, but I did not. That grossed me out. But other than that, this was an excellent match. I guess what a full 10 out of 10. I actually would not mind these two guys going at it one more. I mean, I think they have to. I can actually see both guys actually being in the Continental Classic. I don't know if they'll put them in the same block or not, but this I can't say enough good things about this match. This was excellent. And then we go to our semi-main event of the show, a tag team match. Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, who are part of their 8 World Tag Team title shot against the Golden Jets, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. If they lose, they must disband. Kenny Omega hits a flip dive on the Matt Jackson before Nick takes Omega with a knee strike. Jericho hits Nick with a springboard draw kick before Nick puts Jericho's arms behind the ring steps and kicks the steps twice. 
And then before Jericho hits the unbox with double clothesline, as he sold his bad arm, Matt pulls Jericho's arm in the ring post and continues to work on it as Bucks play to the crowd, but they got booed by the fans. Kenny fucks the Bucks for a stretch and had some success before Jericho gets involved and the Bucks get to work on the arm of Jericho. Matt tries to put Jericho in his own walls of Jericho, but Jericho carries into a pin for a two count. So Jericho locks in the walls of Jericho, but as Nick sets up a sprinkle on the Jericho, but Omega stops him. But Jericho's arm gives out, allowing Matt to slip out of the move. So he kicks back Jericho's arm several times before Matt and Jericho trade strikes in the ring. As Matt elbows Jericho's arm before Jericho cut on with a big boom, Jericho goes to the top and jumps at Matt. As Omega runs in, but Matt grabs him and hits a double Nordlight suplex. Uh, Nick suplexes. Omega on the apron. Jericho spikes Matt's face on the mat. Jericho went for a launch, but Nick stops him. Matt holds Jericho over the middle rope, and Nick hits a flip from the ropes into a center on the Jericho for a two count. Jericho comes back and stood over Matt on the ropes and pulls him off for the Hurricane. While the referee was checking on Matt for some odd reason, Nick kicks Jericho right in the nuts before Omega protests. And when he turned around, Matt kicks him in the nuts before. Matt hits Jericho with a juice effect for a two guys. Omega broke up the pin the last second. Matt hits a springboard dive onto Omega on the floor. The Bucks hit Jericho with a BTE trigger. Matt covers him while Nick stops Omega from returning, but Jericho kicks out at the last second. Bucks try to go for a double T move, but Omega hang on to Nick while Jericho rolled Matt for a two count. Nick, I'm sorry, Jericho hits Nick in the balls and takes him to Omega. Omega enters rain, looks at Jericho, leaning ropes, lines up, teasing that he was going to turn on him. When Nick against ropes on the other side, Matt plays up. They Omega plays a witch recipe feed trick, but he hits him with it. Nick ends up hitting Omega with a poison runner. Matt hits a one-wing angel for a close, close two count. They try to hit Omega with a mental driver, but Jericho broke that up. Omega hits a German suplex on Matt for a two count. Matt's a feed trick, but Nick cuts off with it. I'm sorry, Omega sets up feed trick, but Nick cuts off a super kick. Young Bucks for super kicks at the Golden Jets. Before Omega hits a ripcord feed trigger on Matt, and it hits him with a one-wing angel. To score the victory and become new number one contender for the World Tag Team Titles at 20 minutes and 52 seconds. Third longest match on the show. I thought this was great. <clears throat> I mean, any time Omega and the Young Bucks have a tag match or whatever, it's always great. I thought this was excellent. I just want 8 out of 10. That the match, Nick threw a chair at ringside Matt and then pulls the top piece of the broadcast. As Omega tried to offer the Young Bucks a handshake, but they want not to do what. Uh, with it, Matt takes off a chair and throws in the direction of the announce table. Matt leaves the ring, slams the chair, gets the ring post repeatedly. Nick tosses shoes in the crowd as Golden Jets hold up their arms in the ring while Young Bucks throw a tantrum at ringside. And then we go to our main event. But you know what? It's, I'm just going to say MJF defense against Jay White. <coughs> Excuse me. So basically, Bull called my mock Adam Cole by limping and walked down the ramp. But before the Bryce Roman could call for the bout, we hear the ambulance stars could be her. MJF was driving the ambulance. And then he limps on the stage and grip officials try to stop MJF for doing the same. And Ben and Bay hug, it appears that MJF will defend the world title. I mean, I, I don't know. that I didn't like this part, but I mean, whatever. Anyway, MJF throws a punch and falls over. While they announced he's being enough through his leg injury. So Jay White tosses MJ up to the floor and trash bro. Well, the guns put the boots to him. And then Jay White comes up for a two count. He tosses him back to the floor and the guns went after him. MJF fought back, but he was uh 
take them to the numbers advantage. The gun threw MJF back side of the world white, covering for another two count, sends him back out to ringside, getting the gun sub. Bad with a chip of the referee. Saw it and ejects him from ringside. White taunts Cole at ringside. Once he's back in the ring, MJF remo uh, White removes MJF's t shirt, throws it at Cole. Then he throws punches at, at MJF, calls him a piece of shit, then kicks his leg from under him. For MJF catches him with an elbow and a close on the body slams him. MJF mounts White in the corner through punch him, then bites his forehead. He goes for the kangaroo kick, but wences, so he hits it anyway. They clear White from the ring. And then Adam Cole encourages MJF to do a dive. And so he runs for Jay returns to the ring, kicks his bad leg again. And then so Joey takes control for a bit before MJF fights back a ringside and drops Jay with what they DDT. He clears the announcement, points way until but he collapses. So he goes to the top rope. Anyway, he hits a beautiful Maltro Man elbow drop on the floor. That was a pretty crazy spot. As the referee goes to the ringside and checks on both men, starts his count. MJF threw White back in the ring. When he tries to return to the ring, White hits him with a dragon screw leg whip, then puts him in the trio and takes shots at him. When the top or above MJF pulls his back his knee pad, but MJF sat up and suplexes White into the ring. Uh, he bounces on the mat, pulls him on the top throw before White hits MJF from behind. White goes on top, hits a Uranagi for a close two count. He threw chops at him, who got to his feet. White chops at MJF again, but MJF barks at him and calls him for more. He gouges the off, MJF returns to favor. White comes out with a flat liner, a really German suplex, and then White sets MJ up for a Blade Runner, but he voids and rolls him up for a two count. I said we basically get a like they take turns rolling each for two counts. MJ puts White down with a tombstone Paul driver. As both men get to their feet, MJ hits Heat Seeker, but ch White shoves him off and with him on the apron. MJ runs across the ring, jumps over the top rope, and hits a cutter off the apron or over the top rope to the floor. That was a crazy ass spot. So he rolls him inside the ring and got a two count. He pulls the wrap from his cap and lowers his knee pad, bangs on his knee, and tries to pick MJ up for the map, but release him and sold the knee pain. MJ tries again, but fails again. So the referee has to trade a check him, but he flips him off and told him no. So White hits a dragon screw again. Then he spits a cold and logs at figure four. He threw punches at MJ's bad knee. And then he, he looked like Cole was going to throw in the towel for him. But MJ told him not to do what he was still locked in the figure four. So he nearly reaches rope, but White pulls him back to the middle of the ring, ends up on his back, and sets up at the referee's two count. He rolls over the figure four, but Jay reaches the bottom row to break up the pin. Cole grabs his ring of wall tag team tall, but try to hit White with it, but White takes it away and hits MJ with it instead. And then covers him, but MJ kicks out at the last second. White tries to pull MJF to the middle of the ring, but MJF hangs to the bottom rope. Then he lost his grip and collides with the referee. MJF tries to give MJF... I'm sorry, Cole tries to give MJF the dynamite like diamond ring, but White stops him from getting it. White takes the ring and puts it on, tries to MJF with it, but MJF kicks him in the nuts with a low... I'm sorry, low blows him again. Guns run back out, but MJF hits both of them with a diamond, dynamite diamond ring. White goes for Blade Runner, but MJF avoids it. It hits White with the ring, and the referee counts it, and MJF retains the 8-0 world title... At 29 minutes and 44 seconds, by like third shorts, longest match on the show. This actually wasn't bad. I just went six out of ten. My <laughs> a couple of complaints, like honestly, the guns interfering this match was getting a little too much. I, honestly, it's just me nitpicking. Like I still enjoyed the match. Uh, I thought the guns interfering was a little too much for my liking. Also, this not did not need to go almost 30 minutes. I thought they should have cut at least 10 minutes at the most from this match, but. Like I said, I'm just nitpicking there. But some of this, like the fucking elbow drop off the top to the floor, the cutter over the top of to the floor, that was a crit. I don't know how he just does have a back pain from that. But I guess, but I've seen a lot of people trashing this main event. I, 
Was it a match of the year? No, but I, I still enjoyed it. I just won 6 out of 10. And then after the match, basically, the better new baby uh, celebrate the close of the 2023 full gear. Overall, this full gear, it was a good show. Like, uh, overall score, I'm going to give this one a 7 out of 10. Uh, for all the full gears, this is probably, I say for me, this is probably the weakest one, I think, if not second to last, maybe the second weakest full gear. But honestly, the only matches I recommend. So from the pre show will be Cody for Buddy Matthews. From the main show, I say the opening trails match, the Fatal Forward Tag Team Ladder match, the Texas Death match, the World Tag Talk, the um, Going Jets for Young Bucks made of it. That's really ones I recommend checking out, but that is AEW. I know. <clears throat> Full gear, and I will go over to Black Label Pro's Really Real Wrestling. As we kick it off with Nate Cobain defeating Darian for like 10 minutes and 46 seconds. Levi Everett defeating Xavier Sky 13 minutes and 59 seconds. Dana Dad defeating Hayden Buckland 7 minutes and 36 seconds. Trevor Outlaw defeating Save Engage at 10 minutes and 16 seconds. Rachel Armstrong defeating Dex Royal at 9 minutes and 5 seconds. And Tad Dimension, Gaston LaRue and Percy Drews, known as Tragedy Boys. Defeating the highlight reel, Damien and Damon at 14 minutes and 13 seconds. My Ryan defeating May J. Lee at 11 minutes and 29 seconds. And the Black Label for our heavyweight title was defended twice. The first time Kevin Koo retains over, I say, at Brown at 10 and a half minutes, then defeats Trevor Law at Law in a minute eight. So that was Black Label Pro. Then we go to MLW uh, Fightland. Only four matches on this edition. Most of they have like five to six. So we kick off for the MLW World Tag Titles in a ladder match. Second gear crew, one call Manners and Matthew Justice, defeating the champions to call National Opoy Champ Ricky Champage and Akira at 12 minutes and 20 seconds. And then Luber leaves, <clears throat> sorry, Luther leaves MLW match. Matt Cardona gets one over Mance Warner, eight minutes and nine seconds. And a Lucha Rules uh, tag match. Ichiban and Mascara Dorado to Puano to be Prominence Dorado. That is Prominence Kavanaugh in the middleweight champ Rocket Mara Limits in 59 seconds. And the main for the MLW world title, Else Kane retains over Jacob Fug 2 at 48 minutes and 3 seconds. So that was MLW. Then we go over to DDT and Nora Town. We kick it off. Our, our only match on this show was a triple threat tag team falls count anywhere match. One third of the six man tag champ and over four champion by Yoshi. Two of Kazushika Hayaguchi defeat the third to come at Universal Champion Mo and Toy Kojima. Oh, and uh, let's see, who's the other? Oh, Noki and I and Kazuma Sumi at 51 minutes. In 35 seconds via Diamond Body Press off a ladder through a table on Kojima. So that is uh, DDT. And then we go over to Stardom's Goal Rush. So we kick it off with a 7 1 battle roll. Fuki and Death to be Mayamasaki, Lady C, Yuna Misamori, Mir Shawakawa. And the 2023 Goddess of Starving Tail winners, Megan Bay and Micah, at 14 minutes and 44 seconds via Amasaki. So that was a pre show. <clears throat> so, actual 
the main show starts with the first of two semifinal matches of the 2023 Moneyball Tournament. Stars New Blood Tag Champs Champion Site, Idan Heenan, along with Suzuki defeating God's Eyes, Emi Sora, and Konami, two of Hanako at 10 minutes and 32 seconds via 17. And the other semifinal non-title, the other star chase, Mafia Bell, May Sakara, Sakara, Tekla, and Julia defeat all ties, Momo and Tanabe, Natsuhiko Tor, and Ruka, nine minutes and 28 seconds via my pan roll. Then for the high speed top, May Sakara retains her Mocha Hanasono, has seven minutes and 18 seconds via Nagari Boshi. Then a triple threat match, assuming to be Starlight Kit and the 2023 five star Grand Prix winner, Suzuki, at 10 minutes and 18 seconds via Asumi Sushi. Then a UWF rules match, Suri defeating the Scandinavian Hurricane via referee stoppage via buzzsaw kick at 10 minutes and 15 seconds. And then for the one or starting top, Mirai versus the God Star champion, uh, sorry, Enu ends at a 30 minute title of a draw, so Mirai retains due to uh, title of a draw. And the main event, the finals of the Moneyball tournament. This, uh, this is for the Iron Star and and it was on a TLC rules match. Mom, um, the Barbie Barbie Bombers retains over stars when uh, via, via grabbing the uh, uh, money ball at 10 minutes and 27 seconds. So that was uh, stardom. And then we go over the Pro Wrestling Noah study for which night number 33. So we kick it over with Daiji Osawa defeating you. Uh, Boss mentioned via Boss Crab, 4 minutes and 43 seconds. Six man tag match, Junior Ray Tag Champs, Dragon Man, Alpha Wolf, along with Extreme Time to beat Ninja Mac, Alejandro, and Teriyaki via Twister Bait at 12 minutes and 17 seconds. Right, Oyo defeating Kai Fujimura via Powers of 7 minutes and 42 seconds. In Tag Dimension, Minoa Soy and Hajima or defeating GCM with Jim Keno and Super Crazy at 12 minutes and 55 seconds via Tetractory. In a 10-man tag, we have LH with the Wagner Jr., Masakaya Mia, Dougie Yamba, Shuji Kano, and Juju Milwaukee. Defeating good-looking guys, GC Tag Champions, National Gym Jack Morrison, Anthony Green, LG Clear, Yoli Tereske, at 12 minutes, 31 seconds, defeating Diamond Senton. 6-man tag, we have Kituki Mia, Hayata, and Ita. Defeating Stinger, Junior Richem Daga, and Yujiro Aga, and Leona, at 58 seconds, by disqualification. So we had a rematch. The exact same result, only this time, this one, 34 minutes, and 44 seconds, defeating Imperial Yuna on Ogawa. So that was poor wrestling Noah. Then we'll go over to Dragon Gate's Minara say gate night number three. So we kick it off with Tag Team Magic, Natural Vibes, Big Boss Mochi and Kazi, Defeat Gorgon Mask and Charge Army Saver. Nine minutes and 27 seconds for your running Ovel Smash. Strong Routine J to be open to triangle get Jim punched on Monaga via golden chip at 8 minutes and 24 seconds. Six person tag team. We had Naturified's Jackie Funk Commanding UT. Two of heads of his men. Me, defeating Jinky Horaguji, Prom Dragon, Drake, Morimatsu via Jackie Knife at 9 minutes and 5 seconds. Hayo versus Shuri Joe ends a no contest, 8 minutes and 33 seconds. And tag to match with Seabrats to Shun Skywalker and Kajabin Gold Classes, Gota Minor and Ben K via Authorized Kane. Sky Clutch at 10 minutes and 22 seconds. And the main six man tactic we had D Curtis open to 20 gate gems, Yuki Shikawa and Dragon D, all with the open to drink gate gem, Madoka Kitayota. Defeating the open to triangle gate champion, Dragon Kid, Sumushumushuki and Kichitora, Fear Warlord at 16 minutes and 29 seconds. So it's Dragon Gate. 
Then we go over to Pro Wrestling Waves, Cheaper Wave, Volume 13. We came up with a tight match with Richard Del Wade, Chamber Finney, and Kohaku defeating Hanukkah and Mayo Takahashi via spin kick at 12 minutes and 11 seconds. Then our second round match of the Regina Del Wave number one contenders tournament. Yuki Sakura for Stones in a 10-minute time of draw, but Stones advanced due to a short career spam. Then our second round match of the Dual Shock Wave tournament. Saki and Rice and Sarah defeating Kisuke, Tanaka, and Chichi at 19 minutes and 58 seconds via Sarah Rhythm Buster. Then our second round match of the Regina Del Wave title number one contenders tournament. Hamai Sazamura defeating Chiri at 7 minutes and 3 seconds via Lyria. Anyway, our first round match of the number one contenders tournament for the Regina Del Wave title. Yuki Manasaki defeating Sakura Haruta at 7 minutes and 32 seconds via Ghetto Clutch. So that was uh, Pro Wrestling Wave. And now we will go to the Sunday, uh, September, uh, September, November 19th shows. We will start with All Japan World Wrestling's Real World Tagly slash Junior Bell of Glory Night 3. The kickoff with the Junior Bell Glory match. Ryu, anyway, defeating Ryzen Hayato at 6 minutes and 54 seconds via bad drop hold. <clears throat> then a real, real world tag league match of the All Asia Tag Champs Eruption, Yuki Sakaguchi and Hitaki Okatani, defeating Shuji Shikawa and Ran Abe at 11 minutes and 36 feet at Classic Koi. Their only non tournament match, tournaments matches on the show, 6 man tag match. A triple crown heavyweight champ. Katsuhiko Nakajima, Tuma Hokuto Amore and Hoki uh, Tensaki, defeating Kashiro Tokyo Japan, Black Marins, and Yoshitatsu at 12 minutes and 24 seconds via Ferical Spike. And in a real world tag league match, non title, World Tag of Sato Bros. Jun Ray, defeating Bulk Orchestra, Hayuto Terima, and Gil Delmar, 9 minutes and 52 seconds via Dre Hole Power Driver. Then our Junior Battle Glory match, Dan Tamara getting the winner as this gate, Ariagi, at 8 minutes and 58 seconds via Powerbomb. Another real world tag league match. Cyrus and Ryan Davidson defeating All Japan TV six man tag team Suwama and Hideki Suzuki. Nine minutes and 34 seconds for first splash. In the main event, our final real world tag league match on the show. Last year's winners, Kitomi here and Yuma Yagi versus Araki Honda and Yuma Enzo into the 30 minute time limit draw. So both teams get a point. So the standings for real world tag league after night three. In first place, World Tag Champ Cyberbrush take it with six points, three wins, and zero losses. Then second place with four points, Triple Crown Champ Katsuhiko Nakajima and Hokuto Amori with four points, two wins, and zero losses. And Ryan Davidson Stars also have four points, but they have two wins and one loss. Then third place with two points. Uh, I'm sorry, third place with three points. Kitami here and Yomayagi with three points, one win, one loss, one draw. In fourth place with two points. Sushi Shikawa right now with one win, two losses. All Japan TV Tag Champ Suwama and Hideki Suku also have two points, but they have one win and two losses. Same with Buck Orchestra and All Asian Tag Champ Arashis with two points, but they have one win and one loss. And in fifth place, Rocky Honda and Yuma Enzo with one point, no wins, one loss, one draw. And in last place, Tenshiro, Tokyo, Japan, and Masahara Bata with zero points, no wins, and two losses. And then for Junior Battle Glory, in first place, Dantero with four points, two wins, and one loss. In second place, Azuzuki Oyagi with three points, one win, one loss, one draw. 
in third place, Ryzen Hayato with two points, one win, and two losses. Right, and also have two points, but they have one win, zero losses. Yuroki Doi with two points, well, one win, and one loss. And for Ami also has two points, but he has one win and zero losses. And fourth place, Koji Waimata with one point, no wins, no losses, one draw. And Akarisa with last place with no wins, with zero points, two losses, and no wins. So, uh, all Japan for wrestling. Then we go over to Tenure Projects, Raikon Cup, Dragon Soul Cup, day number three. This is the finals. We kick it off with Kenhiro Arari defeating Kazuma Yoshida at seven and a half minutes via backslide. Then in tags match, we had International Junior Heavyweight Tag Team and International Junior Heavyweight Champion U.S. Samosu, Tuan Nuroki Tensaki, Defink Kogi at Awasaki, and Takaro Katori, 14 minutes and 28 seconds. Then in six-man tag team, we had Yoshiki Fuwara, Kohei Sato, and Sushi, Defink Shahiro Kosanaka, Keno Masawa, and Mitsuki Watsai at 12 minutes and 34 seconds via Wakatami. Then in a Two out of three falls match for the six-man tag team titles. The challengers to Hashimoto's Kazuki and Dashi. Tiyo Hayoshi Kamatai defeating the champions Masaki Kono, Yusuke Kadama, and Kamarashi. Fia Badger on Kono. So Team Big Japan comes the 23rd ever six-man tag team champions. Same amendment for the United Nations tag titles. The challengers Hikaru Sato and Hidaki Suzuki defeating the champions Evolution Swan and Dan Tamara at 26 minutes. And 59 seconds. So Hidaki and Hikaru come the third ever national United Nations Tag Team Champions. And they made it the finals of the 2023 Rikon Cup Tournament. Kano defe- Kango defeating the International General Tag Team Keita Yano. 27 minutes and 51 seconds for your Frog Splash. So it was 10 year project. Then we go over to New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan Road Night 9. We can go with eight man tag team match with Tenkoji, Yuji Nagama, Minoru Suzuki defeat Atlas Jr., Sapar, Sabanaru, Token Magabe, and Tiger Mask 4 at five minutes and 54 seconds for Gotch style Padre on Tiger Mask. Then in six man tag, we have Bull Clubs, Bad Luck, Folly, Jack Bonza, and Taiji Shimori defeat Monsters, Lost, Lost, Archer, and, Rus- and Alex Angel, Rusuke Taguchi at eight minutes and one second for Grenade on Taguchi. Then in six-man tag team match, we have DMDK's Mikey Nichols, Shane Hayes, and Kosei Fujita defeating Gates of Agony, Bishop Kontoi, to an Yuta Nakashima at 10 minutes and 55 seconds for Abandon Hope on Nakashima. Then in six-man tag team, we had Chaos's never openweight six-man tag champs, champion Tomoru Ishii, along with Toriyano and Yo, defeating House of Tortures, Yujiro Takahashi, Iwan Dick Togo, 9 minutes and 37 seconds via Schoolboy and Togo. Six-man tag team match, we had Shoto Uma Renderer and Master Wild defeating Nana Empire's Grey Okan, Hinara, and Kyle Newell at 10 minutes and 21 seconds via Blaze Play and Newell. Then in six man tag team, we had Kito Kami, Ryo Arawai, and Hayata defeating Boca Wardogs, Alice Cog, and Gabriel King Ghetto 8 minutes and 43 seconds via Headache on Ghetto. And at semi main event, six man tag team, we had IWGB Tag Champs, Bishmon, Horoki Gora, and Yoshiashi team of Tagwahama. Defeating Grails and Desi, strong Opoi tag champs, Hikaleo and Alphantasma, along with Jado, 10 minutes and 10 seconds by submission via Bobfire Lock on Jado. Then our main event, 10 man tag team, we had Los Incanarways Day Upon, number Opoi champion, Shingo Takagi, Junior World champion, Hiroba Takahashi, Bushi, Yuji Suji, and the mystery partner, this will be Suji's partner, World Tegli, 
Sadonki Jr., who's from CMML, defeat just five guys at 12 minutes and 55 seconds via Angler on Mejinoku. So that was New Japan Pro Wrestling. Then we go over to Big Japan Pro Wrestling's new chapter begins day number eight. Where we had Ryu Ito defeating Yokohama Shirtry, 6 minutes to Kasumi Kitayuta at 7 minutes and 15 seconds for a Dragon Kicker. Non-title match, Yokohama Shirtry, 6 minutes to Hatchet, a Royal Shaw Heavyweight Champion, Yoyagi, defeating Tempesta at 9 minutes and 24 seconds for Kasahiri Chop. Then a non-title match, Death Match, Heavyweight Champion, Yuki Ishikawa versus Masaki Maoro, ends a non-contest after 3 minutes and 12 seconds due to Casanova Valentine interfering. So we get a tag match with Valentine and Abdul Kabashi defeat Ishikawa and Maro at 9 minutes 39 seconds via stage flight clinger. The intense match we had Project Havoc that is Lane Buzzer and Endokara defeating Koda, Sukifoda, and Raka at 12 minutes and 32 seconds via Bloody Sunday. Anyway, we had a battle world with the UAO Yagi getting the win at 13 minutes and 9 seconds via Kasahiri Chop on Koda, Sukifuda. That was uh, Big Japan Pro Wrestling. Then we go over to DDT's Get Alive Day number two. We kick it off with tag match and burning Yusuke Okada and Yua Koryoku to be Kazuma Sumi and Yuni at 8 minutes 50 seconds via sudden death. Then tag match with Shinhiro Takagi and Tute Kata defeating six man tag champ Dan Suzuki Dino in illusion at 8 minutes and 32 seconds via stunner. In tag match, Damnation TA's Kanan and MJ Paul defeat Akiko and Ryoka at 9.5 minutes for defeating them driver number 2. The Deska Sasaki defeat Takashi Masa by symmetry for a cross phase at 11 minutes and 10 seconds. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then a 6 minute tag team hardcore match, The Great Nita, The Great Koji, and Harshima defeating 6 man tag team and over 40 champion Madoka Yoshi and Judoka no as DOA. Along with the bodyguard at 9 minutes and 23 seconds by Smith and Fiat, uh chain hanging. Therefore, the universal tile Mo retains over Demos at 14 minutes and 30 seconds via Cannonball 450 splash. And in the main event for the Iron Man heavy middleweight tile and six man tag team, so whoever pins the champ gets wins the title. There's KOD, Opoichim, Yuki, you know, Chris Brooks, and Kasuzuka Hayaguchi defeating Tissi and Yuki and I and the champion Kasuzuki Hara. At 23 minutes and 36 feet at WR. So since Yuno won, he comes to the Iron Man Heavenly Champion, but doesn't allow as long as the Universal Champion wins the title away from Yuno via Schoolboy before the great Koji wins the title away from him via Inside Cradle. So that is uh, DDT. Then we go over to Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling's The Mountaintop. We kick it off with a semifinal match of the Next Generation Tournament. Him already defeating Shino Suzuki, 8 minutes and 9 seconds via Princess Drop. The other semifinal match, Ryoka Yuhira defeating Toga, by submission via Modify Sleeper World, 8 minutes and 2 seconds. Six women tied to Yuki Ino, Raku, and Palm Harajuku, defeating Hyper Masao, Mara Koryoka, and Hyper Kasiro via Dr. Yell, 10 minutes and 16 seconds. In tag match, we had Free one, uh, sorry, not title match. Princess tag team chiefs free one fight. Kari Noah and Noah Kayuta defeat Yuki Kamafuku and Rai Okaboy via running neck breaker at 11 minutes and 18 seconds. Six for one tag team. We had Daisy Monkey, Suzumi, and sorry, Endo to Yuki Rai defeat Moka Yamato, Jury Nagao, and Kata Torbami via the finale at 8 
uh, sorry, Fia finally eight minutes in 49 seconds. Semi main event Prince Tactic match. We had the Magical Sugar Rabbits, Yuka Sake Saki, and Misuki versus Daydream Rocket Tatsumi and Maya Watanabe into the 20 minute time limit draw. And the main event for the International Princess title, Champion Maxine Paylor retains over Shoko Nakajima 10 minutes and 49 seconds via short range lariat. And to close out this week's show, we will. And with Dragon Gate, Marinse Gate, day number four. So we kick it off with some Tag Magic Gold Class of Smoosh Mujizuki and Keiji Tor, 12 minutes and 48 seconds for R301. Then it's second match, Drake, Marutsu defeat Masaki Madai, 9 minutes and 58 seconds for Drake Driver. Our third match, Big Boss Motion defeat Prom Dragon, 5 minutes and 21 seconds for Big Boss Press. Fourth match, we had Open a Triangle Gate Champ Dragon Kit and T Lin Chi defeat Jinky Horiguji and Open a Triangle Gate Champ Punch Tamanaga, 11 minutes and 36 feet of Pinfo. Semi match number five, Hayo and Ultra Soki defeat C Prize and Shun Skywalker and Kai at 4 minutes and 55 seconds by disqualification. In match six, the main event, six minute, uh, sorry, eight man tag match, we had Natural Fives' Jackie Fun Commit, UT, Strong Machine, J, and Kazi, defeating D Courage at 15 minutes and 33 seconds via JFK. So that's the show for this week, guys. I'm your host, Ethan Black. I'll be back on Friday to talk about these shows from Monday for Thursday. Have a good week. And all to my American listeners, have a great Thanksgiving. Stay safe and have a great day.